Hey guys, today I have another masterclass for you. And this one is on how to like yourself. Now, many people are aware that liking themselves more, trusting themselves more, and being more confident will be helpful to them. If they were more confident and secure in themselves, they'd get more done, they'd try more new things, they'd be more persistent when they face obstacles, and they'd bounce back faster. But once you understand this in theory, here's the funny thing that can sometimes happen next. You notice that you're criticizing and questioning yourself in a specific moment. You can see that it's holding you back and preventing you from doing the things that you wanna do. And so in that moment, you tell yourself, I should be more confident. Why do I keep tearing myself down and questioning myself? But here's the funny thing about talking to yourself in that way. First of all, yes, it's true. Being more confident, having more trust in yourself, believing that you are good at this and you can figure it out would genuinely be helpful to you in this moment. And at the same time, notice how you feel when you say, I should be more confident to yourself. What is the emotion that gets created in that moment? <clears throat> For many people, they say that sentence to themselves in a way that makes them feel angry, frustrated, small, ashamed, guilty, stressed. And so yes, it's true that liking yourself more would be helpful in this moment. And you've turned your quest to like yourself into a new way to not like yourself. When you yell at yourself for not being confident enough, you turn your quest to be more confident into yet another arena where you can fail and then be less confident. It's no different than yelling at a crying toddler, you should be happy. This is how we take genuinely helpful tools and concepts and inadvertently use them against ourselves. This is how we set out to go from point A to point Z and accidentally end up digging ourselves into an even deeper hole at point A. And by the way, do not worry if you do this. This is 100% normal. Nothing is wrong with you. I promise you, I do this too. But once you notice what's happening, what should you do next? Because you do want to like yourself more. And you don't want to inadvertently turn your learn to like myself journey into even more reasons to not like yourself. So here's what I want you to do next. Start practicing liking yourself. The way to be more confident is not to yell at yourself for not being confident enough today. The only way to like yourself more is to practice liking yourself. Just like with any new skill, you need to get daily consistent reps over an extended period of time. You need to practice feeling proud, accomplished, admiring of yourself, confident in yourself, impressed with yourself, and loving of yourself. In little bits, every day, consistently, over an extended period of time. It is no different than lifting weights. And when it comes to liking yourself more, here are the different levels of weights that are available to you. <clears throat> First, here's the two-pound weight. Appreciate the good things that you're already doing. 
most people discount or write off the good things they're already doing and the positive traits that they already have. They say things like, oh, it's not that impressive. It's not a big deal. That's just table stakes. But every time you look at something good about yourself and you feel neutral about it or you're dismissive of it, you're missing an opportunity to practice liking yourself. And you're actually getting another rep at being dismissive of your accomplishments. So here's an easy daily workout that you can do with this two pound weight. 10 times a day, pause, notice, and celebrate a good thing that you've done. Could be an accomplishment from the past, a task you got done today, the way you handled a meeting, an insight that you had, or the way that you were able to help someone. Make it specific. And then take a moment to just soak it in and feel proud of yourself and integrate that thing into your identity. It's not just a thing that happened. That is who you are. Now, here's the 10-pound weight that you can use to practice liking yourself. Take things that could be seen either way and interpret them positively. Lots of things are ambiguous. Is it a good thing about you? Is it a bad thing about you? Is the glass half empty? Is the glass half full? Who knows? But left to your own devices, your brain is gonna go with glass half empty. Not because it's true, but because that's what it's used to doing. So take those ambiguous things and consciously interpret them as good things about you. You spoke up in a meeting, no, it wasn't awkward and too long. Yes, you were brave enough to jump in and you raised something no one else had said yet. Or you grabbed dinner with a friend on a weeknight. No, you're not behind on work now. Yes, you are finding ways to catch up with people and balance out your life even when things are busy. Find the specific glass half full story and then once again, take a minute to just soak it in and Feel proud of yourself and integrate that thing into your identity. It's not just a thing that happened. It's not just a fluke. This is who you are. Now, here's the next level of weights, the 25-pound weight. Take something that you think is bad and rewrite the story. Now, there's some things you've done in the past that your brain is convinced are black marks on your record. This one is more challenging. That's why it's a heavier weight level. But here's what I want you to do. Rewrite that story and make it something good about you. Same facts, different story. Let me give you an example. I was an excellent student all throughout high school. And when I got to college, I was a very bad student. I procrastinated on everything. I barely read the materials for my classes. I turned in most of my assignments late. My transcript was full of Bs and Cs, and that was with generous grade inflation. I also gained more than 40 pounds because I was stress eating all the time. I had a small group of friends. I really struggled to fit in or be social. I bounced from activity to activity without committing to anything. I just could not get it together. <clears throat> and for years, I used my college experience as inarguable proof that I am just not a productive person. I can get it together when I have external deadlines and a boss but I'm just not a self-motivated person because at my core, I am a lazy, horrible blob. And I used this story about my college years to one, feel terrible about myself, and two, direct all of my decision-making 
because I had to just work around the reality that I was a horrible, lazy blob. And rewriting the story changed my life. Here's the new story that I wrote with the exact same facts. Yes, I did procrastinate a ton. I did barely read my assignments and I did turn in most of my assignments late. And I tried every goddamn day to try to fix the problem. I was always trying a new system, a new timer, a new method, a new location, something to try to solve the problem. I tried 1000 things that didn't work. I fell down every single day or week again and again. I lay on the floor metaphorically for weeks at a time. And then I got up and I just kept trying. And the only issue that whole time <clears throat> was that I simply didn't find the solution until many years later. I didn't know the coaching tools that I know now. I didn't know that my thoughts and feelings were driving my actions. And I didn't know that I needed to solve the problem upstream at the thoughts and feelings level rather than downstream at the action level. I was attacking the symptom, not the disease. And nobody told me. So of course I didn't figure it out. Falling down again and again was just a process problem, not a me problem. And looking back now, I am so damn proud of the scared, lost, directionless version of me that just kept trying to figure it out, even when I truly did not have the tools that I needed. The other thing I'm proud of, my college years, I made gold out of the mud that I was in. I procrastinated <clears throat> by watching hours of TV. And then I decided to become a screenwriter. I took two years of screenwriting classes and I wrote a final thesis that was a screenplay. It was not a good screenplay. I nearly gave up on it altogether, but I did finish it. I also procrastinated by watching hours of K-pop music videos. And I taught myself how to read and write the Korean alphabet all by myself. And then I signed up for Korean language classes in my last two years in college. So yes, I absolutely did not do the actual work I was supposed to be doing, and yes, my transcript fully shows the evidence of this fact. And I'm the kind of person that even when I'm only watching TV and listening to K-pop to escape how horrible I feel about myself, I still make something beautiful and worthwhile out of it. Even at my worst, I still make gold. And as I rewrote the story for myself, I started to see my college years not as the black mark that I could never erase or the limitation I could never get past, but as proof of the goodness that is in me even when I'm at my lowest. Of the fact that even when you pile a mountain of dirt on top of me, there's still a light inside that can shine through. My college years are not a bad thing about me. They're a brave, strong, noble thing about me. It's the story of a girl who had no idea she was still more than 10 years away from figuring this out. But she showed up so bravely every single day, no matter what. And by the way, she did an insane amount of things in the, even in the meantime, while having none of the information or the tools that she really needed. If I, could, if I could make it through it then, knowing as little as I did, I know that I can do anything now. This is what I mean when I say rewrite the story. Same facts, different meaning. You can't go back and change what happened in the past, but the story that you tell about it, what you make it mean about you and your future and who you are as a person, that story is 100% in your control. 
I told the crappy version of my college story for 10 years. I rewrote it in a few weeks. Just because you're used to telling it one way doesn't mean that you have to tell it that way forever. There's an equally valid, equally resonant, better feeling, more helpful version of that story just waiting for you to write it. And finally, here's the 50 pound weight that you can use as you work on liking yourself more. Like the part of you that struggles to like yourself. Your inner critic. It's not a green-eyed monster hell-bent on sabotaging you and keeping you small. Inner critic is just the mask that the little kid inside you wears when it's really, really scared and it thinks that the only path to safety is self-rejection. Okay, I've got some visual aids to help demonstrate this. So if you're listening to me on the podcast, open your device and watch the video. Let's see if I can make the technology work. This is what you think your inner critic is. Big, scary, green-eyed monster. This is what your inner critic actually is. Just a little kid wearing a mask. I'm going to show you one more visual aid, this time in the form of a meme. This is one of my favorite, the Scooby-Doo meme. You've got Fred taking the mask off of a villain. The villain, it looks like it's your inner critic. Once you take the mask off, it's just a scared kid who thinks the only path to safety is self-rejection. All right, visual aids are complete. <laughs> so when your inner, inner critic starts talking and giving you all the reasons you're gonna fail and you're not good enough, don't argue with the inner critic. Reach out to the scared little kid underneath it. That scared little kid doesn't need to be yelled at. She's already afraid enough. More yelling is not gonna help her. All she needs is to be wrapped up in a whole lot of love. All she needs is a big, warm hug. So every time your inner critic speaks up, <clears throat> reach out to that scared little kid and tell her, I love you, I trust you, got your back, always gonna be here, and I know that you've got this. All right, guys, I've given you the four different weight levels that you can use to learn to like yourself more and to practice liking yourself more. All you need to do now is construct your workout routine. Because remember, this is just like lifting weights. It's going to feel weird and unnatural at first, but if you do it a little bit every day, consistently, over time, you cannot help but develop this muscle. It is literally impossible not to. So I want you to figure out what's your workout routine going to be? Which weight levels are you choosing? How many reps per day will you aim for? Are you going to do the same things every day or do you want to mix it up and keep it fun? The only thing that can prevent you from learning how to like yourself is if you stop getting reps. Just like your muscles will get weaker and smaller if you stop training them. So I'm going to tell you the top three reasons that people stop getting reps and what to do about them. Reason number one. It feels weird and fake. Yes, it's going to feel really weird and really fake to be nice to yourself. That's not because it's wrong. It's only because it's unfamiliar. Everything feels weird and fake the first few times that you do it. And frankly, weird is an upgrade compared to stressed, unconfident, anxious, and all the other emotions that you're used to feeling about yourself. This weirdness will go away as you get used to this new way of thinking. 
same way that it stops feeling so weird to walk into the weight room at the gym once you've done it a few dozen times. So don't let the unfamiliarity of this be your reason to stop. Just keep going and you'll soon forget that it ever felt weird in the first place. Reason number two, that people stop getting reps. They're afraid that this will make them arrogant. Now listen, this is a valid fear. You've probably seen lots of examples of people who seem really full of themselves and overly confident and you don't wanna be like them. But here's what I have to tell you. Try it and see. This will make me arrogant is just a hypothesis. Now I already know that liking yourself won't make you arrogant because arrogance actually comes from insecurity, whereas confidence and liking yourself helps you stop thinking about yourself at all and just focus on the problem at hand. But you know what? You don't even have to believe me. I want you to go gather your own data, test your hypothesis. Will liking yourself more make you arrogant? Go get 50 data points, get 50 concrete situations where you switched over to liking yourself and then note down what you did next, and then come and tell me what you find. Reason number three, that people stop getting reps. They say to themselves, I should already like myself. What's wrong with me that I have to work so hard at this? First of all, there is nothing wrong with you. Very, very few people, maybe even no people, automatically effortlessly like themselves. Even the people that you most admire and look up to, celebrities, billionaires, people that look like their lives are together, people who look like paragons of success, they are most likely a mess of insecurities on the inside. And it's because we all have automatic brains that are evolved to focus on the negative. And because we all grew up receiving 1 million messages about how we're not good enough as we are. If you take somebody who has a genetic predisposition to lung cancer, and you put them in rooms full of cigarette smoke for their whole lives, they will develop lung cancer. In the same way, to take a human automatic brain, which has a genetic predisposition for finding threats and problems everywhere it looks, and then you bombard that brain with messages about how it's not good enough for its whole life, that brain will internalize those messages and it'll need some practice to learn how to like itself. But let me tell you the flip side of doing this work. How great is it that the answer is to like yourself more? What does that say about who you are at your core? That the simple solution you've been looking for is just to like and love and trust the thing that is already within you. How great must you be that that's the answer? And how fun is that work where your only responsibility is to walk the maze of life and in every unexplored corner that you encounter, find a new way to fall in love with yourself. That sounds like the best homework assignment ever. So guys, I've told you exactly what you need to do. I've given you a specific customizable group blueprint that you could start on today. And I've also told you what obstacles you'll run into and exactly how to navigate around them and keep on going. Let me give you one more gift. Lifelong implementation. Liking yourself and being more confident is exactly like building your muscles. You cannot stop yourself from doing it if you just stay consistent. And what is the drop dead easiest way to stay consistent? Hire a coach. Put the commitment on your calendar. 
set aside the time every week to troubleshoot, problem solve, and adjust whatever needs to be adjusted. Give yourself the resource of an expert to reach out to when things get tough. You know when you hire a GMAT tutor to make sure you get a high enough score, or a personal trainer to make sure you get your butt in shape, or a financial advisor to make sure that you and your loved ones will be taken care of financially. There are so many areas of your life where you already make a commitment to yourself and then bring in an expert in order to guarantee the results that you want. This is just like that, except it's for the most important part of your life and the wellspring from which all of your other wealth and wellness flows. It's for your relationship with yourself. So let's get started today. Go to the link in the description and book a free coaching consult. Also friends, I am fully aware that I interrupted one masterclass series to bring you a different masterclass. Don't worry. The series I started two weeks ago, which was called, If You Can Get Your Legs Waxed, You Can Manage Your Stress, continues tomorrow. In the meantime, brush up on the intro and part one, which I've linked above, and part two, If You Can Eat Thanksgiving Dinner, You Can Manage Your Stress, is coming up tomorrow.